Hey everyone, it's Maya here. I wanted to do this short conversation to give you some ideas if you're stuck in research mode. And what do I mean by research mode? I mean that if you find yourself going to a lot of events, trying to read everything you can, listen to everything you can, and you're not selling, and that's the key. You're not feeling comfortable enough to go out there and sell. This podcast episode today is for you. So my name is Maya Haridat. I'm a business coach and speaker. And if we haven't worked before, I focus on helping people uncover what they don't know that they don't know about running a small business successfully. I've been doing this work now for a number of years and where my real joy and happiness is, is supporting underestimated entrepreneurs, find their voice, find their value and monetize their talents in being able to earn more in their businesses. So today's topic is near and dear to my heart. I was talking with one of my students in one of my classes recently, and she shared with me that she had been caught in this space of research mode, right? Just doing the research, really making sure she was showing up, asking the right questions, but she didn't feel confident about starting her business. She didn't feel confident about launching. It felt really like there were still a few bells and whistles missing. And listen, I've had this issue. I've seen it with hundreds of people. It's a real, real thing. Because part of it is the way that we're we go to school and the way that we're learn that we learn and the way that academics approaches a lot of things, there's a huge value that's placed on doing the research and doing your homework. And I want to be clear, there is value in that. <laughs> so I don't think that it's a bad thing per se that you're doing your homework, you're doing your research. Where I find it tends to be challenging particularly for underestimated entrepreneurs is when we get caught up in too much of the research and not enough of the taking action part of the equation. Now, I wanna give you two tools today to be able to kind of break this down for yourself and start taking more action. But I do also wanna give you what I think is so critical about the, well, why do we do this, right? Like, why do you get caught up in that trap of, just researching, 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 finding out more information and not feeling confident about taking action. There's a reason for it. And that reason is too deep to get into fully here on this one episode, but I'll say this. I think a lot of us through professional experiences in our work environments, through just day-to-day living, if you've categorized yourself in this category of being underestimated or part of the new majority is another term that I'm hearing to reference it, you deal with a lot of situations and you deal with a lot of situations that those that don't have to deal with the isms, the racisms, the sexisms, the ableism, all the isms that exist out there, they don't have to encounter those conversations. So of course you're always second guessing yourself because of course you're always encountering situations and you're trying to filter and figure out, well, should I go this way or should I go that way? Or maybe it's this or maybe it's that. So first and foremost, I just wanna honor those of you that fall into any category of being underestimated, right? My real sweet spot is working with BIPOCs, working with black and indigenous people of color. But I think that this probably applies to a lot of groups, especially groups I may not even be as familiar with, of why do we do it? Why do we get caught up in research mode, right? We think that researching is a good thing. And again, it can be, but I wanna challenge you that if you're spending too much time on the research part, you're gonna have to take those careful, uncomfortable steps to step out of that. And so let me give you two tools to make that happen. All right, so the first one is this. With the research that you're doing, make sure you're doing the right research. And so here's what I mean by that. 
very often when I'm talking with entrepreneurs who are first getting their businesses started, let's say they're in the pre-startup mode, they have only earned maybe a couple of dollars here and there, or they haven't even earned any money yet, they have no legal structure, and they're trying to figure out how to get started. One of the key things that I'm going to recommend for those individuals is they have to figure out real fast, real quick, in a hurry, who exactly is your customer. And I know, I know, we hear this all the time, like, who is your target customer? Who are you marketing to? Who is your person? But I'm just going to emphasize, yeah, (laughs) there's huge truth to that because for a lot of people that are just getting started with their businesses, they're still caught up in, here's what I'd like to do. Here's a business I want to be able to start. And they haven't done their research on, well, yeah, what do the people actually need? What are they willing to pay for? What are the problems that they need solved? And when you're first getting started to answer that question, it can seem pretty overwhelming. So don't think that this is something that you'll get perfect right out the gate. You won't. But I challenge you to really start paying attention to that question on a lot deeper level. Not just what do you want to do in business, but what do your people need? Now, for those of you that have been running business for a longer period of time, you're going to understand that question is extremely powerful. And I'm going to challenge you to go deeper on that question. So I can recall that, you know, for a number of years, I've been sharing this model with my entrepreneurship programs and classes, right? So I do a lot of programs where I get to work with people for 40 hours to help them launch their businesses. Well, people hear this idea and they're like, yeah, 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 that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I need to go interview people. I need to go talk to them about what problems they're having, where I could be of service or I could be of help to really help them solve this particular issue. And they hear me and they always are like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'll get to that eventually. I still want to do what it is that I want to do. Well, y'all, let me tell you how real this advice is. In the beginning of the pandemic in my own business, I was set up to have a pretty darn good year. I had a number of contracts and opportunities on the table of being able to do speaking, of being able to do training in different organizations. And like everyone else, when the shutdown hit, boom, I was stuck, right? Like a lot of people were either putting a pause on their contracts, which is promising, but when does that pause actually then become, you know, we're gonna go forward, we're gonna take action, AKA I can send you an invoice. And then there were a number of people that flat out just canceled things, right? And rightfully so, because we had no idea what we were dealing with, when things were gonna change, et cetera, et cetera. So here's what I did. And I didn't do it perfectly, but I followed the advice, guys. I went and jumped on a phone call and tried to call as many different current and former clients as I possibly could and just talk to them to see, well, what support do you need? What help do you need? What are the problems? This was the key question I kept asking. What are the problems that you're dealing with right now that you can't solve? What are the issues that are showing up on the table? And lo and behold, even in the pandemic, because every time that there's massive issues going on, there's massive opportunity, right? Even in the middle of the pandemic, there was a huge open lane for me to dive into. The big one is that a lot of speakers and a lot of trainers like myself were not familiar with how to do programs online. And lo and behold, I had worked with a client for a couple of years where we had done a full 60 hour program. Not, well, actually not all 60 hours, but we had done at least 30 of those hours online and had success with it. So I already had a track record and I had experience from you know, that work plus a few other programs to be able to say, hey, I can be that support for your business for those of you that need someone that is experienced with delivering Zoom. I mean, now, you know, it's kind of a given that you know how to be able to do things virtually, but back then it wasn't. 
And heck, I would even argue now it's not even a given because everyone's complaining that there's a lack of engagement. And, you know, I knew back then, I know how to be able to engage audiences with different topics that I focus on. So yeah, I can solve this issue. And let me keep it real with you guys. I had a couple of opportunities to do work, which now has become really fascinating work for me to take on. I got the opportunity to do work that wasn't even in my wheelhouse. It wasn't even my expertise. But because I was able to help these clients solve their problems, we were all willing to take a chance and test it and kind of see if this was going to be a fit or not. So I want to really challenge you. Whether you're just starting your business out today, you came across this idea and you're like, oh, I want to get started and I want to make things happen and I really want to do this. Or even if you've been running your business for a number of years, I want to challenge you. Do you know who your people really are? And listen, there's huge value in doing surveys for those of you that have been running your business for several years, right? Like I love you know, companies that will ask for surveys at the end of a customer experience, or they're looking for different ways to be able to, you know, find out about what I like about the product or service. Those are good. But the real way you want to do this is, is you want to dig into some of the questions that are underneath the surface. And in other words, don't just send me an online survey with a bunch of, you know, buttons. Did you like it on a scale of one to five? And then think you know your people because you really don't. What's the reason the real motivation why they buy from you? What's the real underlying reason why they trust you? And what are going to be the things that are problems that maybe other companies are not tapping into that could be a real source of opportunity for you? Okay, so take this activity and really, really dive into this part of the research. You cannot go wrong in learning more about your people and figuring out what are the problems that they're dealing with that are not being solved. Now, that leads into step number two. And this one, I'm purposely only giving you guys two steps because for my research folks, I know I could probably give 10 steps and you'd write all the ideas down, but then you'd never take action. So we are fast forwarding that today. And I'm going to give you step number two, which is once you've interviewed, let's say four or five people and you start hearing, maybe there's one or two things that are showing up again and again, right? I want you to start testing small solutions right away. And that was the advice that I gave the student who was in my class who really asked, like, I'm dealing with so much around the research and I don't know where to take action. And the advice that I gave her was I said, listen, you have this big dream and goal of a business that you want to start and I'm here for it. But you and I both know it's going to take years possibly to get this business up off the ground. So in the interim, why not solve a little part of the problem? that you're dealing with, right? So your customers are dealing with this giant thing that they want to work on. You figure out one small part of that conversation. And listen, by the way, a lot of times that's where you really need the support of a coach. You need the support of a group of entrepreneurs because if you're hearing the problem and then you're like, I don't know what to be able to tackle first and foremost, working with someone who has a second set of eyes on it, they can help you figure out what that thing is. But here's the key. Don't then try to go out there and create this like giant business out of it. Test the thing out. So I do this in my business on a regular basis where I will talk to you guys in my audience. I'll talk to, you know, different groups and say, hey, what are the topics that you're interested in? What do you want additional trainings on? What do you want additional coaching on? And then I'll toss the questions out there sometimes as a poll. Sometimes I'll advertise for an event that I haven't even put the event together yet. Why? 
because I'm testing. I want to see, is that really something that my audience, that my people want to be able to work on? And if it is awesome, then let's dive in. Let's do the homework. Let's roll up sleeves. Let's go make some money on this. And if it's not, actually, that's okay. It's just information. It's more research. It's more ideas of, well, that particular thing doesn't work. And I don't see it as a complete defeatist. Maybe I didn't have the right angle on how I shared it with the audience so they understand the real value. Maybe I didn't do enough work around the marketing so that enough people saw it. Like there could be a whole host of reasons why something doesn't work. But I really challenge you, you know, before you go out and invest a ton of money and a ton of time in either launching a new business or launching a new part of your business, take a step back, pick a small part, something you can get started with a couple hundred bucks at the most, right? Something that you can just test and listen, it's fine to let people know that it's a beta. It doesn't have to be fully perfected. And sometimes betas are better than the actual perfected thing because you are willing to do more. You're listening for ideas and advice and information. And that for you is the entrepreneur, the one that is really, really caught in wanting to get a ton of research before you can move forward. That feedback from your people is critical. You need to hear, I'm going to spend on this. I'm going to say that, yes, this is something that I'll come back to your business and I want more of this. That step is the step that will help you get out of research mode. That's why I think that taking these small steps, these small action steps where you start working on one small part of how do I solve this problem and just test it and see if people are willing to pay for it. And you you test it by you know, doing a small event or you test it by doing something one time for a limited time. Like there's a number of different ways of how you can test it. Um, I'd have to know what your idea is to probably support any of you that are thinking, okay, I want to do this. Just let somebody know what the idea is. And and someone who's experienced at this can really help you figure out a way to break it down, make it bite-sized, make it small, make it manageable and test. And I will tell you firsthand, the value that you will get from this test is everything. When I do workshops where I promote and people are not interested in the workshop, awesome. That's huge. That means I haven't really gotten under the surface to figure out exactly what my customer wants. And you know what? That's okay. As long as I haven't invested a ton of time in it. I used to, I can recall years ago that I would spend all of this time putting together the the deck, putting together the worksheets, putting together all this information for the workshop. And then you just keep researching, researching, and you never launch it. No, do the reverse. Find a way to put it out there and see if people are interested. Now, heads up, if you put it out there and people are interested, you're going to have to work double time, triple time to actually fulfill on that and especially to fulfill it with quality. And I want you to do that. But there's a big difference in doing that when you know that there's interest in what you're doing. Or if you're just thinking, I love my idea, of course, they're going to love my idea. Mm, they might like your idea. They may not love it enough to pay for it. And I want to see you getting more money into your business. So for those of you that are dealing with this research analysis paralysis, I hope these two tools have given you some ideas of where to get started. In a nutshell, get started. Dive in there. Start making mistakes. Yeah, I said it. Mistakes. Get the support that you need around making those mistakes though, so that you don't get stuck in those mistakes because there's valuable information that you're getting the entire time. And I know, I know, I know that if you leverage that information, that's where you're going to see more sales wins come from. 
So I hope that this conversation was really helpful for you today. I encourage you, if you have not already, subscribe to this channel. You can get access to this podcast on a number of channels that podcasts are uh, that are offered on. And I want to make sure that you're getting the support that you need to be able to grow and further your business moving forward. All right, guys, have an amazing one. Take care.